Glory, glory, Sacramento. Hello, and welcome to the 916 Republic Podcast. I'm your host, Nolan. It certainly has been a time of well-deserved rest, not only for the players and, sta- and staff of the Sacramento Republic, but also for the boys here at the 916. I quite like that for the rest of 2019, we will be putting out content on a bi-weekly, that is, every two-week basis. But I know that come 2020, myself and these two lovely gentlemen will be full of energy and new ideas about how to make the 916 Republic podcast even more brilliant than it already is. Joining me in the studio tonight is a man who is hot off performing his first wedding. Scott, it is good to see you back here in the studio tonight. How are you? Uh, Good. Now I can officially say I've married my sister. That is so beautiful. (laughs) That yes. is that is wonderful. It was beautiful. It was super super cold. We were in Tahoe, uh, tr- well Truckee. We were in Truckee, and it was uh-huh. like thirty five degrees. Oh my gosh! And in an outdoor wedding. Yeah, I mean, I did it right. Like I had like the long underwear. <laughs> I had like a vest on, and then my suit jacket. But then like Jeez. the girls were just wearing like their dresses. Uh, I was like, <laughs> that's why I'm not a girl. It's so sad. Yeah. Was it the reception indoors? No, yeah, yeah. There's, oh, yeah, insane. everything else was indoors, but like the pictures and the ceremony oh. were outside for like an hour, hour and a half, maybe. Oh, that sounds so cold. Yeah, it was pretty. It was pretty nippy. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I'm glad you did that. That was so kind of you to marry your sister. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, <laughs> lovely. <laughs> well, also joining me in the studio tonight is Zach. I'm surprised Zach? he didn't say anything. I know. What a, what an idiot. Oh wait, Zach's not here. So sadly, Zach has come down with a rare form of disease that. Well, how can we say this gently? Can only <laughs> be contracted through the exchange of bodily fluids. As a result, Zach is unable to join us in the studio tonight, but he will be in all of our thoughts and prayers as he recovers. Zach, we love you. Protect yourself. I mean, stay safe out there, buddy. All right. Yeah, he has a cold, everyone. He has a cold. He did not get an STD. Yeah. <laughs> Although that would be funny. Also, I don't think they're called STDs anymore. <laughs> STIs. STIs. Yeah. STI, yeah. Sexually transmitted infection. Yeah. Which Zach does have an infection, and yes. we don't know how he contracted we it. We don't. So we so can assume. assume. You know what? It is possible. <laughs> it is. Um, hope you uh, hope you get better, bud. All right. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Guy. Anyway. So it's well, me, Scott. that was the that was the first part of the news. That was. Let's get into the next part of the news. Wait, can... wait. Can we reiterate the first part of the news? Oh yeah, sure. So we're just going back to we're going we're doing a bi weekly podcast basis um, from now until at least January 2020, and then we'll guy we'll keep you guys updated on like when we're going to go back to going to putting out the pod every week. Um, but for the off season, we're just taking it every other week for now. Yeah, and, and we said that before, but yeah, I don't think we said it like we, it wasn't very clear. So we yeah. just want to be clear, <clears throat> at least for the next month. Mm-hmm. You know, for the month of December, while you know we're in finals, and um, you know, I just got a new job. Zach got a new, new job. Um, he took my old job, so <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, while all of this transition is happening and it's the holidays, we're gonna take things a little bit lighter. Um, for us, for our family's sake. For your sake, maybe you're tired of hearing us. Ho- mm. Hopefully, you're not tired tired Hopefully of hearing not. us. That might carry over into January if there's just nothing to talk about. Yeah, you know, w- w- then or, you know we might take another, um, another you know week or two break. I don't think that'll happen because the league is bigger. Um, the stakes now for Sacramento are bigger. Um, we miss it 
you know, like mm-hmm. Nolan sat down before and was like, oh, I kind of don't, I don't like being off the week. You know, I have, yeah. I like the routine. I, I've got stuff I want to talk about and it's kind of you know, sad. There's stuff from two weeks ago now that I'm trying to recall and get out there. So yeah. who knows, you know, this is our first off season. We're going to give it a shot. Um, so that is the first piece of news. Second piece of news. Congratulations to the real monarchs. Mm-hmm. The Western conference champions then became the USL championship playoff champions. Oh That's a gosh. big name. That is a huge name. Yeah. The USL even put out something on their social media platforms about like what to call the USL championship. And I don't think it is the USL championship. What do you mean? So it was like, it was like a, a video of someone writing on a notepad and it was like USL championship finals. And it was like scratch, scratch, scratch. And it was like USL championship. And it was like scratch, scratch, scratch. And there were like six different possibilities of what you could call it. <laughs> and then like at the end, it was like USL cup or something like that. I think is the official name. Oh, um, so okay. I They're the, the USL name. Cup champions. Well, then what's, I don't league, know. what's the League One champion? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, USL L One champions. I can kind of look it up. You can try. Anyway, congratulations to them. Yeah, we didn't get a chance to watch this game because there were so many other games that that we're gonna actually talk about that we yeah. wanted to prioritize in our lives. Um, we did catch the highlights. The Monarchs went down early, mm-hmm. and then they came back and won three to one. And it was a packed house at uh, the the Louisville Alternate Stadium. It wasn't yeah. the baseball stadium. And th- just a quick note about Louisville, Nolan. Did you know huh. that they've already sold more season tickets for their new stadium no, than I... they have in the past? Like it. That's like within like a week or something. It's like they they've sold like probably like like six or seven or eight thousand season tickets no way yeah i mean like within the first hour they had sold like five thousand or something like that the first day sorry the first day that was like a four it's a fourteen thousand seat stadium eleven thousand seven hundred seats and then with standing room it's fourteen thousand okay dang that's crazy so they've they've sold they're they're doing pretty good yeah and they they are set to play in that stadium in 20 in april of 2020 okay so they might miss the first like month first couple they months. might be on the road or something okay okay well that makes sense well i can't find this thing on the usl instagram page so I'm that's okay forget well, about it what you're about to say is about to be way more interesting way more interesting so scott was since zach and i a an article of so it was a transfer rumor yeah about solomon asante stress on the word rumor (laughs) it's a huge stress on the word rumor like you heard i'm trying to think of something else similarly ridiculous like zlatan to tottenham ridiculous (laughs) um so anyway he's rumored to be moving to a Ghanaian premier league team no a turkish team what a turkish premier league but it was a Ghanaian newspaper it was it was the (sighs) africansoccernet.com <laughs> <laughs> rumor that solomon asante of the usl championship club phoenix rising he had 22 goals and like 15 or 17 assists yeah. this season. he had yeah. a great season yeah. right he's 29 <laughs> is rumored to be uh transferred or uh, an, an, a, an, a, an approach has been made to the club okay for five million euros so I believe every bit of that until we get to the transfer That's fee. That's like five and, and a half like, million okay, dollars or like, like almost six million dollars or something like that. That's absolutely insane. Five, and get this. The, the article went on to say that the club, Phoenix Rising, 
is trying to hold out until summer for what? more money. Oh my gosh. That's how you know this is a load of poo-poo. Well, so Phoenix are affiliated with a Turkish club. Isn't uh, it Galatasaray? I think it is Galatasaray. So, okay, fine. Like, there's a small connection from Phoenix to Turkey. But yeah. they're not turning down $5 million no. for a 29-year-old. I don't yeah. care how good he is, how many goals he scored you. Like, you're literally setting your club up to be successful for the next decade yeah. with that money. And from what I understand of their agreement with Galatasaray, it's like their technical director did a was vacationing in Greece and like took a boat over to Turkey and, and like <laughs> saw the stadium and they called it a partnership. So it's not like it's this, a marketing deal. Yeah, it's not this huge no. you know, robust And to be honest, we don't wanna I don't think the league wants anyone sharing anything with Turkey. Yeah. Like they're kind of on the same level of yeah and and like for those that don't know tampa bay rowdies have a uh a partnership with norwich city of the championship uh. norwich actually loaned one or they loaned one player and i think helped organize another loan from another championship mm. team Nor- norwich are premier league norwich they were now yeah, they yeah, are yeah. now they but, were in but the championship. this yeah. time last year they were in the championship yeah. so this what i'm saying like at the time it's like oh a championship team and a championship team like yeah that's cool. We'll give you this 17-year-old that, you know, needs playing time and for for the our fingers crossing that if there's someone in Central Florida that develops as a soccer player, we'll tell you to sign them and then get them over to to Norwich or something like that. Yeah. Like it and it helps with branding, but that's like legit. Like they're actually players being loaned. Yeah. This this is this is crazy. But it was so crazy that we had to put it in here. Yeah. Like it's kind of funny. There's no way that Solomon Asante is transferred. Yeah. That also assumes that he's still under contract, which is possible. But do we know? I have no idea. I have no idea either. But I think it also kind of shows you. I think there is like maybe a significant African interest in the Phoenix Rising Club, just because Didier Drogba, the the Ivory Coast international player, yeah. one of the best strikers of probably the early 2010s yeah. era, True. Um, played it at that club and is an owner at that club. And Solomon Asante is. Ghanaian and has played for the Ghanaian national team and in the Ghanaian Premier League. So I, I think it is just um, maybe some some of his hometown hype beasts are like, <laughs> he's worth 5 million euros. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Then he's like, no, he's yeah. not. Yeah. Anyway, that was interesting. Thank yep. you for that uh, lovely article. And there is some more transfer news. This is actually cool, cool and positive. <laughs> Um, so Connor Antley won defender of the year in league one, uh, this, this past season. And this is the first season for that league. Nobody really knew what to expect. I think from what I'm hearing, all of the, the pundits are impressed mm. with, um, actually the, the level of play for the league. So, okay. He, he's a good defender. Well, he was just bought by the Indy 11, again, a USL championship team. So um, I, we don't know the, the, the transfer fee. I imagine it's quite small. Mm-hmm. But the fact that a USL championship team saw value enough to pay a transfer fee for a, uh, a apparently the best defender in League One is something of note. Not just that he went from League One to the championship, that's going to happen. There's probably going to be five or ten more players maybe that do that this offseason. But there's a transfer fee paid for him. So, Nolan, hmm. my question to you, is this the start of a new trend 
or is this just one sighting of a transfer fee paid that hmm. is not going to happen for the next five years? That's a good question. Ed, and I don't, I would lean towards saying that it's part of a part of a new trend. I would not say that it is a start of a new trend because transfer fees have been paid for players between championship clubs in the past. In the article um, on the USL's website that announced uh, Indy 11's purchasing of this player from Toronto FC, they mention um, a... Tormenta FC? Toronto. Tormenta! I don't know why I read Tormenta. Toronto. Oh. To where is Tormenta? Um, George, South Carolina, South Carolina. They're a league one team. They're league. I don't know. I'm not sure. They're in America. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're in the good old US of A. Anyway, uh, LASC paid Louisville city a transfer fee, but that was like a top club paying a transfer fee to it, to a championship club. So that's true. Um, yeah, I think it's, and I, I think that we will see these things continue. Um, should Sacramento invest in some young league one standouts now building for major league soccer like if there's an 18 year old that's just killing it in league one yeah like that guy is he worth a transfer fee yeah okay great example fc dallas have an amazing academy their their whole league one team with the exception of a couple of veterans are all like teenagers yeah are are any of them worth a purchase and a stash that is such a hard question. I feel like I'm totally un. Uh, Just what, what's your what's your reaction? My into, so like, there seems to be this push across the world of soccer right now to like invest in the youth and like promote players through the ranks at the club. And you know why pay these ridiculous fees for these players that don't care because they're they're so good anyway. And uh, you know, right, right, they destroy the locker room kind of thing. So like, if I were to to just ride this wave of young fandom like this emphasis on, on youth players i'd say yeah like it's good and it depends on how much they are like if sacramento just has cash sitting around and which businesses rarely do but maybe they do maybe they need to like <laughs> drain the budget before january or something like that and they could buy a a player from sc dallas for 60 60 grand and it's in the kids best interest and all these other considerations then i say heck yeah go for it get this kid some usl minutes and um have the potential of him developing into an MLS level player for you um, at a margin of the cost. So yeah, I agree. It seems smart. I agree. It also it, sounds weird to invest into kids, <laughs> but <laughs> you know, I guess you can make money off of them. It sounds weird. It sounds really weird. Let's not talk about it. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Speaking of uh, investment, there was a, a short uh, interview at the halftime of the, um, the whatever the game is supposed to be called game championship cup yeah. match final thing and yes that's that's common this happens at um major league soccer bowl. the 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 nfl well not no. not the super bowl but i'm thinking soccer so like oh, well. the major league soccer um you know cup yeah. final um at halftime don gobber the commissioner has does a quick interview and there's usually an expansion question asked uh, so the the president of the league, Jake Edwards, does the same thing. Apparently, this is the first time I've seen it, but mm-hmm. it, apparently it's a thing. And he was asked about promotion relegation. That's a, it's a buzz topic for all soccer people in the U.S. And his answer was surprisingly um, informative. Yeah. And 
didn't beat around the bush, just kind of like held up the bush and kind of said, here it is. Yeah. Um, so when asked about promotion relegation, and I'm, I'm not quoting, I'm paraphrasing, he basically said, yes, we've talked about it. When you have multiple leagues under your umbrella, how can you not talk about promotion relegation yeah. when you're in the United States? It is something that we are exploring. And, and then I think at that point, the, the interviewer, the anchor asked a question about League Cup, um, which for those that don't know, the league came out like maybe eight months ago or a year ago and said that there's possibility of doing a, 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 a League Two, a League One, and a Championship Cup similar to the Open Cup um, that would involve rounds of play and stuff like that. Um, so the interviewer then asked, you know, is League Cup a part of that? And um, he did say like, yes, League Cup would be a part of that mm-hmm. um, as kind of like a testing ground. Um, and that, he kind of left it at that. And I was like, oh, that's that's refreshing to mm-hmm. hear that someone's not scared to talk about promotion relegation and it not be in the context of we have to do it in a way that doesn't hurt the system. It's kind of like, no, like this, it, if it's something that helps grow our league, then we're going to explore it. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on that real fast? Yeah, I think that the USL as a league has really been intelligent in the way that they've developed the league. Because from when I started watching Following the Republic, I believe there was only the USL, like the championship. And since... And it was a third division league. Yeah, it was NASL or NWSL, NPSL or whatever it was, the second division. NASL, yeah. NASL. Um, and now, three years removed, uh, we're looking at three different leagues plus an academy system within the USL umbrella, and I think that they've set themselves up really well to implement promotion relegation. Plus a possible future women's league. league. That would be cool. Yeah. That'd be super cool. But anyway, so I think it'd be it's exciting to like be battling relegation. Like, I don't know. That just sounds fun. We won't have to do it, but no. yeah. Other little clubs like Hartford and oh, a p- a potential Sacramento Republic FC two. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever might have to battle relegation. Yeah. And it'd be cool to kind of like have that. Maybe MLS will never be in, in that position of, of implementing promotion relegation, but their two teams could be going up and down the leagues and that could be yeah. a fun thing to watch. That's yeah. also, uh, low risk for the investors into the MLS clubs. So yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so the next bit of news, which actually happened, like I think the day after we recorded two weeks ago, which Which always seems to happen. I know it's like, Oh, all this great stuff. And we're going to forget it, but we've remembered this. So, um, it was announced by the Kansas city comets, which is Mm. an indoor soccer team in Kansas city that Ray Sari has, recently signed with them for the winter and will most likely we can infer from this move that he will not be back yeah so the reason we say the winter is their season is for the winter so they start play i think probably in like december or maybe they've even started just played yeah they just dropped their first game in overtime oh interesting so you can go into overtime in indoor soccer yeah so okay so so they just started play yeah and their season goes through march Mm. and somebody on on twitter you know asked like oh well i you know their season is in our off season does that mean he could be back and um, my response was well i guess it's possible but not likely 
and my my reasoning for that is the only way that you bring a player in at the start of the season is because you either um, haven't filled that spot and you just hadn't found the right player and you know you, you just got him in or um, there's you know some something happened there was a major injury and you're like okay now we have to go get somebody to replace this player because he's going to be out all season or something like that yeah. like something doesn't go to plan that's why you bring a player in in March hmm. you don't plan to have a player involved with your team miss the entire preseason yeah so I suspect that he's not going to resign. No. Yeah, I and I agree. And he really faded from oh, the yeah. 11. The what did he have? Maybe like season. two appearances in the second half of the yeah. season? I, I, I hardly remember him yeah. being on the field at all. He was starting almost every game in the first 10, 12 games, and then, yeah, was just not part of Simon Elliott's plans. So um, thank you, Ray, for your... And he, he was a cool guy. Like, it was cool watching. Um, like, they did, I think, when's Cancer Month? October. Mm-hmm. Um, like, he overcame cancer as a young kid, like 13 or 14, and then still managed to play in the, at a high level in college and professionally for a number of years. Um, and he's continuing to do so. So he's an inspiring player, even though he's not with Sacramento. So it was a pleasure. On another really hard note mm. for me, and I'm genuinely sad about this. And this news came out like literally hours ago, 40 minutes ago. Yeah. Oh yeah. For literally like two or three hours ago. And, uh, it, I'll just, I'll just kind of, uh, read what, what was posted. Um, and this, this is via Twitter. This is via Twitter. Hayden Partain got on Twitter and said, I'm saddened to say that I will not be returning to at Sac Republic FC for the 2020 season. I'm eternally grateful for the past three seasons I've spent at the club, and I look forward to what lies ahead for my family and for my career. So that that is that. Hayden Partain will not be returning to Sacramento next year, and I'm sad about that because I really liked him as a player. I know that he didn't play a lot this past season, um, but I just remember like three years ago when he came to the club, middle of the season, scored two goals. The second goal was a game winner. Like, was this super cool guy? And like, I saw him. He's like man of the match, and he was like, "Oh, it's just so good to come and impact the team." He's, you could tell he's so excited to be there. And then two weeks later, he tore his ACL and was out for the rest of the season. Then the following season, played really well, and he's just like such a like feisty, gritty midfielder that gets stuff done on both ends of the pitch. And so, um, I'm sad to see him go. I understand maybe yeah. why he is being at, like let let go, um, but yeah. and. And I remember when Buckle was here, I think it was, I think Buckle brought him on. I think it was Buckle, but remember he, he, uh, because of injury was having to play at right back for a little bit. Hayden Partain? Mm-hmm. Huh. Um, and, and I mean, it, it didn't work out, no. but, um, I think that just shows the kind of player he is yeah. that even though in college he plays, he played the number 10, yeah. you know, he was an attacking midfielder. And I think that's really the position he wants to play, but for, Sacramento he was a number eight and at times a, a right back yeah um and, and I think again that that speaks to the player he is that you know whatever the team needs that's where where he'll play and he is diverse enough to do that so yeah. um you know Hayden we it's not like you're listening but Hayden <laughs> we wish you the best and uh and also you know don't forget this is a person this is a human being yeah and he's been married 
as long as four months, five months. Yeah. I think just before I got married. So maybe it's more like six or seven months. Like, yeah. He's still pretty much a newlywed. And now he has to find a place, find a place with his wife. And, you know, there's, there's all these new experiences. So, um, you know, we didn't get the chance to talk to you and, you know, Nolan and I were talking before the show and, um, we had a chance to talk to him briefly after the playoff win against New Mexico on that Wednesday. And, um, we didn't, we didn't walk up to him and, and talk to him. Um, he wasn't invited to the, the media scrum. So we thought that maybe it would have been unprofessional, but now we kind of regret it. Yeah. Um, so Hayden, wish you the best. Absolutely. Um, yep. Yeah. Loved watching you play and we will hopefully see you in Sacramento either playing against us or watching the game at some point. So that'd be cool. The last bit of news is that, um, this is exciting. This is fun news. This is very fun news for me. At least, uh, we have set up a Patreon account on the internet. So, <laughs> we uh, are now accepting generous donations of up to $5, I think. <laughs> or no, a minimum of $5. Minimum, okay. I think I think Patreon like doesn't let you donate less than that. Really? Uh, maybe. Are you sure? Maybe. Anyway, the, the um, important thing is that... It's up. It is up. And l- let me just take one minute before we get into the USA... Oh, no, you can do less than... Less than five dollars, you can do a dollar. Oh, there you go. Yeah, so we just won't get very much of that. (laughs) Okay. Um, So let me just take some time before we talk about the USA uh, games against Canada and Cuba. Yeah. To talk about why we decided to go with Patreon, Um, and and it's really quite simple. We've already sunk a lot of money into the equipment that we have, and even though we might not be like the most refined podcast out there, uh, chances are that there's there's just not a lot, a lot of other uh, Sac Republic content hmm. that is out there. And the reason uh, for that is, is it takes resources to do what we do. And it, and, you know, it takes time. So, um, you know, with this money, it's, it's pretty much all going to go back into the podcast. Um, there, there's things that are in the shopping cart ready for us to purchase On and Amazon. we just need some money. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> the, that's a, a new audio interface that we could actually have the three microphones that we need that because be right so now nice. Zach and Nolan share. I'm so sick of knocking knees with Zach every yeah. <laughs> um, and there's another microphone and everything like that for Zach. Um, we've also got some equipment for um, being on the field mm-hmm. after and before and after games, and we also have some also video stuff coming potentially if we can get the funds for it. Yes. So we've, we've got a camera uh, that kind of fell into our, <laughs> our hands and there's some, some other equipment that we Tripod. need. Yeah. There's some other equipment that we need before we can start doing that. Yeah. But those will be coming. So please, uh, any, any donation that you have helps. And also if you're like, you know what? I, I just don't have any money. Go follow us on social media, like our stuff, retweet it, that is true. Um, repost it. Even if you comment on there, just an emoji or, or yeah. whatever, that helps us a ton. Go on the you know, uh, podcast, iTunes, leave a review, leave a, uh, a like, give us five stars on that. Um, same with Spotify. All of those things help us grow. And the more we grow, the more unique and uh, cool stuff we can bring you guys. So that is our our plug 
for for Patreon. Nolan, can you tell them how to so, do that? It is the link to our Patreon account is currently in our Instagram bio we'll put so. it in the the show notes for this too so if yeah. you're on spotify or uh instagram or, or not instagram uh, um, iTunes. itunes or however you're listening to this yes. you'll be able to get the link it'll be in the yeah it'll be in the show notes uh and i will just read it off for us here real quick it is at patreon.com backslash 916 republic wow that's so easy yeah so simple so elegant so just accessible so that's how you can find us. There's a nice little picture of our decal on there. And you just click become a patron. I love and I love having I love You could the support the art patron. A patron. Yeah. yeah. This is an art. I wonder I think there's probably a way you could write it off for taxes. <laughs> you should yeah. So if that's if that is a motivation for you, then I should probably look that up. I'll look that up and get back to you guys next episode if you can write up. I'm pretty sure Patreon probably does that themselves. Like sends them a, yeah. a little yeah, yeah. proof of giving. Yep. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, you know who gave the fans a lot of fun? Who was that, Scott? The USA versus Canada game. That's true. They did. They did indeed. So for those that into that kind of thing, <laughs> for those that don't know, the USA had two game, U.S. men's national team. I yeah. should I should specify, um, had two games recently. The first versus Canada at home. The second versus Cuba. Technically, it was away, but it was in the Cayman Islands. Ah. Um, and this first game against Canada finished four to one, which was a not surprise result, but no. maybe. Uh, nice to see because the the away leg hmm. finished two to zero in Canada's favor. Whew. Um, there were a lot of injuries for these games. So Pulisic was out with a hip injury. Uh, Josie Altador was still dealing with his hamstring that right. kept him out of the MLS Cup for a long time. Um, Michael Bradley picked up an ankle injury in Major League Soccer, uh, the the MLS Cup, and then Zach Steffen has knee um tendonitis, tendonitis, which I guess is like, like a flare up. Girly. Yeah. Um, so he, I guess it was just a flare up and, um, he just needed to, to rest and it might be like, Oh, well, you know, why can you play for your club? You can't, can't play for your country. Well, mm. remember he's in Germany, so he's yeah. got to make the I don't know, 12 hour flight or eight hour flight, whatever. He's going to make this super long flight to come here and play like, no, just stay at home and rest. So, yeah. and I think there might've even been more injuries, but, um, that was the first kind of big thing and that had me a little concerned like oh we're missing some of our our more notable players all across the pitch too yeah midfield spine attack in attack yep at the goalkeeper position so so and maybe that explains why greg berhalter the the manager the coach decided to change the play a little bit Mm -hmm. so before as we remember we were looking for these specific patterns of play and it was possession and it was okay my movement is going to pull your guys out of position and then i'm already going to have some predetermined runs into fill those spaces and it was all going to be this organized dance that was going to happen and that was not these two games that the play was much more direct um when people got into trouble they didn't necessarily try to pass out of it it was just just hit along Mm -hmm. and I think it because that was maybe a bit more simpler, we saw fewer mistakes. And it, it ultimately worked out in the U.S.'s favor. Uh, no one's surprised about a uh, the, the 4-0 win at Cuba. You know, no one's surprised at that. But 4-1 to Canada, I think, is a, a respectable result. Now, it's still just Canada, yeah. and I don't mean to offend any Canadians, but 
they in, in the the realm of of soccer they're still a not a a big team mm. they're not even maybe a, a medium team they're like a small to medium team mm. so um yeah that that was how the game played out yeah um it it wasn't like the previous games yeah um we're, we're not going to go into like all five of the goals and no. dissect them and stuff because at the end of the day, this was the the result that should have happened. Yeah. So this is expected. This isn't like a, a major tournament that we need to go into. Yeah. But Nolan did have something to say about one of the players. Yeah. So there's been a lot of hype recently around a certain fullback named Serginio Dest. Hmm. Jest. I think this was his first uh, time with the men's national team where he had officially declared that he was going to play for the united states of america that's correct um and so there was all this buzz in the like soccer world about oh he's made the wrong decision or oh he's made the right decision oh he he went by feeling and didn't use his reason to play with a much better team in the netherlands and um all these things and he played well i think he played at right back right yeah he did play at right and back. he is a very he can play both sides he, of pitch but he can. he's comfortable most comfortable at left back um, which is what I was hearing from the, at least from the announcers. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So like, Oh, it'd be great to see him at left back when he's really in his like, you know, comfort zone or whatever. And he played well, he got forward. Um, I think he assisted a goal or like got a, sh- a look on goal one-on-one with the keeper and kind of rolled it into his arms. Um, but anyway, um, I'm just, and then after, after this break, everyone was like, oh, Serginio Des has made the right decision, um, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just like, pump. I just I just want everyone to pump the brakes. Like, the kid's 18 or whatever, 20. 18 or 19. 18 he's or 19. a teenager. He's a teenager. He's still developing. There's all this, like, mounting pressure on him. And, like, I don't know. There's just, it's like so maybe people are just looking for something to be excited about, and if that's the case, then go for it. But. So I, I, I agree with you on, on on some of that. Like, there's a difference between him at 18 and Christian Pulisic at 18. Right. Like, you could see Christian Pulisic at 17, 18 was a, um, a clear talent in the making. Mm-hmm. Like, he was not penned in as a starter for Dortmund, but. You could assume that he's, if he's not on the starting 11, he's one of the next ones up. Mm-hmm. If they need a spark off the bench, he's probably coming in if he's not starting. And so far at Chelsea, he's shown that he's not, maybe not been worth the transfer fee yet, yeah. the $70 million transfer fee, but he's on his way to proving it. He's been good. I mean, if, if he finishes the season with... 10 goals and 10 assists i i would i think that's fair and yeah. for a 20 21 year old that's in the premier league i mean that's that's pretty good no serginio dest is not that player nor do i think anyone should expect him to be that yeah so i think if, if people are looking at him as like okay well now we have christian pulisic on the wing and serginio dest can overlap him and then there's you know, Weston McKenney and Tyler Adams in the middle and Josh Sargent, you know, 19, 20 year old four forward for, you know, Verde Bremen. And like, okay, let's just slow down. Like these are literally guys that are just now, if not maybe yet legal to buy alcohol in the United yeah. States. Like 
let's just slow down. Yeah. I think that's kind of what you're saying. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, let let him continue to develop and let's see how this goes. Yeah. So. Anyway. And. And for the next game, the Cuba game, you yeah. could say a lot of the same things yeah. about Canada for Cuba, except the field They're was worse. terrible. Yeah. And Cuba is well terrible. Yeah. Um. And Josh Sargent had a brace. Uh huh. So that's good. Yeah. And so I, did so did the other guy who scored. Uh, was it Jordan Morris? Yeah, it was. Yes, it was Jordan Morris. Yeah. Um, I really liked what I saw from Jackson Ewell from yeah. these two games, who is a San Jose Earthquakes uh, midfielder. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably not like a starter. No. But I think he's someone that if there's an injury or whatever, I'm comfortable with him coming in and doing a job. Yeah. So, again... We're not overreacting. We're just saying, hey, this hey, guy did well. Squad depth. Yeah, squad depth. Okay, so we were kind of talking, like, why were these games important? Let me just run through really fast why these Nation Leagues games were important. And you're like, okay, really? Like, I kind of understand Canada, like, their team on the come up. But why Cuba? Well, this was the first season. The qualifying process for, like, the different leagues was unique. So if you were in the Hex, you were the top six teams, you were automatically in League A. The Hex is the the last six teams of World Cup qualifying. Four of the six go on to the World Cup. Mm. Well, three go on, and then one has to play in a playoff with mm. the Oceania, another team from Oceania. Mm. Um, so those six were already in, and then there were, I think, 35 other teams in CONCACAF mm. that had to play qualifying games. So... Of those 35 teams, you played four games. And based on those four games, you got placed in League A or League B or League C. Dang. Cuba went three and one, so three games and one loss. And on goal differential, were in League A. Huh. Because they played um, Turks and Caicos or yeah. something like that and beat them like 12-0. Oh and they just beat out Jamaica, who had like one or two less goals than them yeah um so that's why they're in league a the, forget about those games we've we don't know anything more about anyone from those games next cycle when we play like canada or el salvador or something like those will be much more competitive games yeah. so in the future this will be much more competitive that's number one number two uh this is this helps for qualifying for world cup qualification mm-hmm. so like we said the hexagonal is six teams. So there used to be this whole qualification tournament to get to that final six. Now there's the CONCACAF Nations League. And then based on FIFA ranking, the top six teams in CONCACAF go on to the hexagonal, the yeah. final six. So because of how the FIFA ranking system works, uh, competitive games like tournament games, like the CONCACAF Nations League, are weighted more. So there's more of these heavier heavier weighted games. So that helps your ranking if you win, which gets you into qualification. Um, Nolan was like, well, was the U.S. ever in danger of not being in the final six? Probably not, but who knows? (laughs) Um, (laughs) That's kind of the kind of stage we're in right now for U.S. soccer. It also is going to determine the qualification qualifying for the 2021 gold cup so the winners and runners up of the group are going to go in the 
to the Gold Cup. So Canada is already qualified for the Gold Cup. Congratulations for them. There's a super hard and long qualification process for the other teams that haven't already qualified. So that that it's good to be the first or second in your group for that reason. There's also a playoff. So the, the team, the winners of the, the groups, the four groups will go into a playoff and you can win a tournament and blah, blah, blah. And you can also cap tie people. Like Nolan said, like we cap tied Sergio Dest. This was his first game as a declared U S international player. Mm-hmm. So those are the reasons this cycle was up and down in terms of like we had a terrible loss to Canada and then we were playing this terrible team in Cuba and it was kind of like what are we doing I think next time it'll be much better and it'll be clear like oh okay we're actually playing better teams and like we can't just roll out a B squad Mm. and walk over everyone and we at the same time you know a team like Canada beat us 2-0 at home so I think there's going to be more of those I games that was in Canada. I meant at home for them. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I should have said away. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, that's why that was important. Yeah. If, if you were like, Oh, these games are stupid. It'll get better. It will. Don't worry. Yep. So, um, we are going to start now with a review of, uh, the, the team position by position. So we kind of already started with, Simon Elliott mm-hmm. last episode and you know we talked about him for a good while this episode we're going to take the last segment to talk about goalies and then we'll start talking about defenders and then midfielders and forwards and stuff like that so there's three goalies for us to cover mm-hmm. there's Josh Cohen Rafael Diaz and Bobby Shuttleworth they are yes so let's start with Josh Cohen I'm going to read off some of his stats so this season if you remember he played in 16 matches he had seven clean sheets Ooh. last season. I'm using this last season because it was an amazing stat, and this yeah. season doesn't do it justice. Last season, he had 120 saves. That's oh. second in the league. And um, the person that was ahead of him was the goalie for the Tulsa Roughnecks, and they just had a terrible defense. Yeah, like They were allowing just like an absurd amount of shots on goal. <laughs> so it was kind of like if you stood there, you were going to have a, a lot of saves. Yeah. Um, he was transferred midseason to Makiabi Hafia of the Israeli Premier League. Um, and how many games have we said he he's played? He started in a row now. He has started three in a row. He has played five out of seventeen. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. So, with that in mind, Nolan, was Josh Cohen's move the right move for him? Because I think we can agree he was yeah. a really good goalie. Like we can't, Fantastic. yeah, we can't say how much we missed him this season. No, but was it the right move for him? Yeah, I think you look at the trust that he's being given at Maki, Maccabi Haifa in Israel right now, and I think that um, starting as a goalkeeper in the Israeli Premier League may be slightly more prestigious than starting as a goalkeeper in the usl championship it's such a foreign league both like just to my knowledge like it's foreign and also like to soccer fans i really don't feel like many of us follow this soccer in the middle east i mean maybe it's getting bigger with like i think chavi is currently coaching a team in qatar 
Um, and so it, it's growing in that region. Well, and I think it's bigger just because you can qualify for the Champions League and Europa League. That's true. Like, I mean, they played in the Europa League. He he was on the bench of a Europa League game you, in Toulouse or whatever in France or Strasbourg. It was Stra- Strasbourg. It was yeah. a qualifier, I think. Yeah. It, it was the it was a qualifier to get in the group stages. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so in that regard, I'm like, okay, yeah, if you're playing qualifiers for the Europa League, you are you've made it in some sense. So, um, in terms of his ambition as an athlete, I think it, it was a move up. Um, but I think it can also be seen as like getting away for a couple of years and then maybe coming back to Sacramento when they are an MLS club, because it's kind of incredible to me that he was so good, um, for Sacramento and was not, moved to an MLS club there may have been interest in him um but maybe his ambition was no I want to be a starting goalkeeper and the nature of the goalkeeper position is that only one of them can start so like and you're not you're you're not going to get subbed on or anything and you're not and so maybe he just wasn't being guaranteed a starting place in the MLS he's like no going to to Israel and I'm going to sit on the bench at a Europa League qualification match and um work my my way into the starting job there so and, and um, I, I wish there was a way for us to watch him. Like, I, I would, yeah, I don't I, I would totally turn on the TV. How do you watch the Israeli Premier League? I have no yeah. idea. Their website's in English. Oh, good. Yeah, so if you want to read their news updates and stuff. Um, but, yeah, he seems to be doing well there. Their, their goalkeeper is a captain, so either he's hurt or Cohen is just better than him, and so he's getting the start. That would be amazing if he's just better than him. Yeah, I know. I, I would love that. How freaking cool is that? Um, but... I think it was the right move for Cohen. Um, But I also think it wouldn't have hurt him to stay in Sacramento. Like, anyway, he's adjusted well. I have to say that. Like, moving from Sacramento to wherever Haifa is, is like, and then then to be performing so well as an athlete is huge. So, yeah, good job. I agree. Josh. Anyway, um, the second goalkeeper we have to review is the man who was given a brief glimpse at a starting job <laughs> when josh cohen up and left his name is rafael diaz some of you may not have known that he was a sacramento player he is, <laughs> maybe you forgot maybe you forgot it's i feel bad for goalies because it's just like i can't keep yeah you, you just don't know like you you just don't know them because they don't start well and there technically was that like 16 year old academy goalie that they signed yeah, for like a few yeah. matches i'm not even including i don't remember no, his name i don't either um, he, he, he doesn't count that must have been super cool for him now. He's like, oh, I'm getting the move up. But yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, Rafa Diaz played for Sacramento. He had two clean sheets in six matches, which I think the ratio is not not as good as Josh's. No. But it's better than Bobby's. Anyway, um, <laughs> <clears throat> he uh, started a game in El Paso. I think they they lost that game. Yeah, it was three, that was the 3-1 to one yeah. loss. And Jerome so, Kiesewetter had the brace. Yeah. yeah, and so he just didn't wasn't doing it for the team and they saw the need to sign Bobby Shuttleworth who we'll get to in a second but I have a question for Scott and that is do you think because it, it seems a bit harsh to to you know have a have the starting keeper leave Rafa Diaz is sitting behind him the entire season and the season before that and then all of a sudden he's presented with this opportunity to to start games and then they bring in a lone player from Minnesota like it seems like maybe Rafa Diaz had earned the chance to at least get a few more starts. Or or was it like was it unfair? Was it unfair for yeah. them to just shut him down and bring in Bobby Shuttleworth? Um 
was it unfair for Rafa Diaz to not be given more games, maybe? Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. And I think this is where maybe our knowledge of two things. One, goal goalkeeping. Yeah. And also, like, what the um, ambitions of the club were and what their conversations were. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was possibly a, a little harsh. He had good moments, but mm. I don't think his play was anything that was like remarkable. I remember him looking very uncomfortable with the ball at his feet. Very uncomfortable with the ball. Just unco- just kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. Which I guess it, again, you, like to ex- be expected. Yeah, like yeah. Wh- what are you supposed to do? Like he the guy hasn't started a match yeah. in the league in a year and a half. A year and a half? Like yeah. yeah, I'd be uncomfortable too. Yeah. So I guess in that vein, yeah, sure, maybe it was a little unfair, but I don't think play from him was going to get that much better. Mm-hmm. And I I think he he had to have known like, okay, these these three or four matches that I had, th- these are my chance. Because yeah. he got he got the run in the open cup when Josh wasn't doing well. Do you yeah. remember that? He got those well, yeah, he, he, they, he had an open cup game and a league game. Yeah. And then Josh came back and played a little bit more and then he got transferred yeah and we were like oh okay like we were fine with what we saw from rafa yeah and then he got like two or three more matches and then bobby shuttleworth was loaned in yeah um and and there was i don't think there was at any point during that season and maybe you know people can go back and fact check us go back to our our podcast you know from from when he was playing i don't think we were that incredibly impressed. So yeah. I'm going to go with no. I, I think this was fair. Yeah. For for them to bring in Bobby Shuttleworth. So let's let's talk about Bobby Shuttleworth. Yeah. Um. So first of all, he's had like 10 years in Major League Soccer. Like yeah. this, this is a guy who's a Major League Soccer veteran. Yeah. Um. Oh wow! Wow! Someone is tearing it. There up. was there was quite some noise that you guys <laughs> cannot hear. No. Um. Outside. Anyway. Um. Okay. So Bobby Shuttleworth had 15 matches. Three clean sheets in those 15 matches. Yes. What was Josh Cohen's again? Um, uh, seven clean sheets in 16, 16 matches. Interesting. Um, he was on loan from Minnesota United. Um, and Nolan, I just comparing Bobby Shuttleworth to Josh Cohen, hmm. in your estimation, again, limited goalkeeping knowledge, mm-hmm. who was better? And maybe could you explain why? Oh, man. <laughs> I got you on that one. <laughs> you did. <laughs> it's so easy just to say one is better than the other and then explaining why, giving reasons. Ugh. Oh, man. Okay, so um, I think that Josh Cohen is a better goalkeeper than Bobby Shuttleworth. Mm. The reason I think that is because he had a better clean sheet to games started <laughs> ratio than Bobby Shuttleworth. I really don't know how to evaluate a goalkeeper because I really just don't know. Like, I think there's so many variables. I think... Um, in the beginning of the season that we Sacramento had a hard time scoring, but I think that's because they were so compact and, uh, like reserved defensively. Um, and then towards the end of the season, when Bobby Shuttleworth was starting, Sacramento was having to get forward and score goals to collect points to even 
maintain position in the USL table. Um, and that just that style of play is just going to lead to more goals coming in. So be, I, I wonder, I wonder, I wish we, the stats would be hard to do on the fly, but points collected over starts for Shuttleworth versus Cohen might be an interesting, interesting stat to look at um, rather than, rather than just clean sheets. Um, because I imagine they're a little higher for Shuttleworth. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't think it would be a significant difference. Um, and I think Cohen just has, yeah, as a player, you just, you, you trust him more. There was that spell in the beginning of the season where like he looked completely lost, like in that game in Las Vegas where I think they lost three, one, um, and he just fell asleep and three goals went in in 10 minutes and, and we're like what is going on with josh cohen he's just, yeah we saw him just go off last year and you know well the heat the, the pressure's gotten to him and um so yeah i i think cohen to answer your question i think cohen is the better player um yeah i don't know if you were able to look up that stat uh no yeah we'll get back to you on reddit yeah get back oh, to ooh. us on reddit ooh. um yeah i so I think Bobby Shuttleworth is the better goalie mm. at this at their stages in their career that they're both at right now. Yeah. And I think it's because um one, Bobby Shuttleworth he's not as good at um uh what's it called? Not set pieces, but he he's not a good at um long kicks like the okay. long long goal kicks i yeah. think as josh cohen is there was a time maybe last year where i was like wow josh cohen's not very good at that i think he's gotten a lot better yeah so that's number one i i think um josh cohen is better at those kicks specifically i'm thinking angled kicks lofted to the fullbacks yeah i feel like bobby shuttleworth has had multiple of those go out of bounds yeah. and it's really frustrated me because i'm like how is that not a thing that you just you know at this point in your career yeah how are you not better at that? Yeah. Um, Josh Cohen can do that and, and can do it pretty well. And that really helps Sacramento keep the ball. And instead of giving it away and giving it more goals, you keep the ball and score goals. Yeah. Um, that's number one. So I think he, he's a bit better at distribution. Yeah. Number two, I've, I think we've just seen Josh Cohen make amazing saves. Yeah. Like Bobby Shuttleworth has had some pretty good saves for Sacramento, but I'm just going through like the highlight reel in my head and like Josh Cohen has pulled off some incredible saves, whether it was because of his positioning or his athleticism. I just think he's, he's got the ability to keep Sacramento in the game. And last season he did. He he had an amazing amount of saves. Um, and compared to what we expected from Bobby Shuttle, we expected Bobby Shuttleworth to be on that level yeah. of Josh Cohen, if not better, because he's in a better league. Yeah. And he had been there for such a long time, and he just wasn't. Um, I, we saw, again, distribution mistakes. We saw, I think, his reaction reaction time is maybe a bit slower. Yeah. Um, maybe because he's getting a bit older. I think he's 31. <laughs> um I hope people aren't so harsh to me when I'm 31. <laughs> like, oh, he's showing his age. I'm like, 31? I assume young. <laughs> but anyway. Um, and I I also think that maybe um, rapport has something yeah. to, to do with it. Yeah. Um, 
but as in Josh Cohen. <laughs> he had no. 50 appearances for Sacramento. That's a lot. I know. But I, I think it's more having to do with like knowing the league that you're playing in, yeah. right? Like yeah. Josh Cohen had been in this league for years. Bobby Sh- Bobby Shuttleworth coming down. It's kind of a downgrade. I, I think he was maybe caught off guard a few times. Like, yeah. oh, that, like you, you let that shot or you let that player go through. Yeah. Um. So maybe that has something to do with it. But to my estimation, a better player is ready for those. Yeah. And Josh Cohen was ready for those. Yeah. So I think for all of those reasons, Josh Cohen is the, the better goalie. Yeah. Do I, you think Bobby Shuttleworth should be brought back? If that's a possible, we don't know. Yeah. We don't know if he's under contract or, you know, if he is under contract, is should, we, Minnesota. should we go get him? I don't know. Would you like to see Bobby Shuttleworth back? Or do you think that you just didn't see enough? I think that Sacramento's mentality going forward has to be younger players that show promise are who we bring back and invest in. And I just don't think Bobby Shuttleworth is that, is that guy. Um, one, just because of his age. I know we just made jokes about you know thirty one's <laughs> not old, but in the in the game of soccer, that's old. Like he's getting he's getting up. Keepers there. can play longer generally than outfield players. Like they can play to thirty seven, thirty eight. But still, it 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 is not a wise investment for a team that that wants to to develop players. Um, so, and I, honestly, even if he were twenty four, twenty five. Maybe that would change. Maybe I'd say, yeah, bring him back. But he, there was nothing. There was nothing horrible that I saw. But there was nothing like, like a Josh Cullen type, type player. Right. Um, he had fantastic hair. I always wondered how he. <laughs> His like, hair was made beautifully coiffed. It, so it was. It was like, I don't know how to describe it. It was just always there was like a loose bit always, but then everything else is like perfect. It was like perfect hard part, and. But yeah, he had he always had that one little loose patch of hair, but it was very attractive. He's a very good-looking man. So, so then, <laughs> what about Rafael Diaz? Rafael Diaz. Because I'm under the impression that that's a that's a no from me. Really? Don't bring him back. Yeah, give someone else a chance. Like, but at the same time, he is he going to want to come back and be a backup for another yeah. third year? Yeah, I don't think so. I can't imagine that would be your your goal as a keeper. But. I don't know. I'm sure that you come into every every season saying I'm going to be this. I'm fighting for a starting position, like you know, and you train like that, and you when you get starts in in cup games, and, and that's fair. Yeah, you try to display that you're you're worthy of a of a starting position. But um, I don't. I don't. I see. think the loan of Bobby Shuttleworth answers the questions of what the club really thinks of yeah, Rafa Diaz. Uh, they're not impressed. Yeah, and so. then obviously we'd love to see Josh coming back, but that's probably not going to happen. No, so. We're probably looking for at least two goalies. Who is that super young goalkeeper that played for Orange County? Orange County? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I actually have an interesting tidbit about that. Oh. So you're thinking of Aaron Cervantes or uh-huh. Cervantes. He's like 17 Cervantes. playing against He's 17. Um, he's on the US U19 or U17 roster oh. thing. Um, So in a podcast that I didn't listen to but i heard somebody talk about it which is funny um they said that what orange county does with their players their young players they sign them to contracts um and they're when clubs come calling for them right so hey we're interested in aaron cervantes your 17 year old goalie they say okay cool the transfer fee is zero Hmm. there's no transfer fee but we want 20 percent of their sell-on rights so 
they've basically started signing all of these young kids. Like they have like a 14 year old <laughs> on their roster. And it's yeah, he signed a professional contract. Yeah, yeah, and he's playing I think with the U19s, and from what I'm hearing, looking pretty good. The US men's U19s? Or no, the... no, no, like just like the academy U19s, okay, okay, okay. but like looking like he fits in. Yeah, as a 14 or 15 maybe year old wow. now. Um, but I guess like the general manager of that club said like we set our club up to do this. Hmm. Like we want to have a really good academy and bring in all of this um discarded talent i guess that like that just hasn't found a home at a major academy yeah and sign them to these deals and then let them go wherever they want but then they get like the this is a bit more technical but we've talked about actually on the show before like they get the training compensation yeah and they get all of that stuff and then if they're on a first team deal and they get sold then they get a bigger portion because it's like a, uh, you know, it's a, a portion of their sell on yeah. or whatever. So you can cash in multiple you can, times. You can cash in, uh, you can cash in once just in very different, oh. various different formats, if you will. Okay. So maybe something Sacramento should do. Yeah. We'll have to explore that a bit later. We are out of time now. Yeah. Uh, for this show there was a lot of news but that's what happens when we've been gone for two weeks yeah, so lots of news happens. let us know if you like us being gone for two weeks let us know if uh there's something else you'd like us to talk about yeah um last thing now that we've seen two players on social media say so, that there'll be different places yeah ray sari and hayden partain probably next week or possibly the week after expect to see the club release a statement of like, these are the players that we've picked up the options on. And these are the players we're negotiating with. So players usually don't um, announce they're leaving much before the club does. So even within the next day or two, you might see something from the club. Yeah. It would seem appropriate to release something before Thanksgiving about Partain seeing it since he just, yeah, it just seems professional. But. So be on the lookout for those. Yeah. And be on the lookout for more content from us on Reddit and Instagram and yes. Twitter. And we'll be looking forward to interacting with you guys there. I will be on Reddit. I just got the login information. I'm excited to <laughs> And delve. we're excited to see the Patreon donations Blow come up. rolling in. It's going to go nuts. Nolan and I are going to Hawaii. Yes. I mean, I mean the, uh, uh, buying sound equipment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Anyway. All right, guys. Well, as always, glory, glory, Sacramento. Sacramento.